we have to understand something. How can you talk about freedom and justice for all when you were brought under the banner of servitude? How can you talk about freedom and justice for all when you were brought in shackles and chains with yokes about your neck? The Bible says that the children of Israel will be scattered into all nations under the banner of slavery. This was a global slave trade. Luke chapter 21 verse 21 through 24 says you're going to fall by the edge of the sword and they're going to be led away captive into all nations. So the question for the critical thinker is this, who did that happen to? Did that happen to the Chinese? No. Did that happen to the Arab? No. Did that happen to the European? No. Did that happen to the people that call themselves Jewish? No. What race of mankind on the earth was taken into captivity into all nations? You think this global slave trade would be not documented in the greatest history book known to mankind? You're looking at the Bible and you don't realize that it's talking about you. Yes, you. The people that are impacted by slavery and colonialism. The people that were taken to America, taken to the Caribbean islands, taken to France, Portugal, taken to Spain as slaves. The Bible says that the, the gospel... The gospel of the Jesus Christ that we know of is a black man that came to set liberty to the captives. That's Isaiah 61, verse 1. Who needs saving? Who needs liberty? Does the French need liberty? Does America need liberty? Who is oppressed? Who is getting brutalized in the streets? Who is getting gunned down when you know categorically and statistically they committed no crime? You're being persecuted over a traffic violation. You're being murdered and slaughtered. Ask Sandra Bland, was she free? Ask Trayvon Martin, was he free? Ask George Floyd. A lot of people talk about that they're woke. You're fake woke. The scripture says, awake to righteousness and sin not. Awake to righteousness, awake to who you are. Who were you prior to slavery? Who were you prior to colonization? These answers and more can be seen as we listen to the Forefront Radio where you will find out the truth in regards to your true nationality. Yes, when you read about the Bible, when it says, my skin is black, it's talking about you. When you read Song of Solomon, when it says, look not upon me because I am black, it's talking about you. When it comes to the greatest man that walked on the face of the earth, Jesus the Christ died a black man's death, died through crucifixion, lynched on a tree, hair like wool, feet like brass burned in a furnace. Who could this be talking about? This is talking about you, your people, the lost tribes of Israel. You were listening to the Forefront Radio. Thanks for listening in. We're going to tune to Second uh, Thessalonians chapter 2. Verse 7 and verse 8, it says, For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. For this cause, God shall send them strong delusion, that they should believe 
alive. So according to the scriptures, we are going to reveal to you who the wicked is according to the Bible, their system of governments and how they operate in this world. The next scripture we're going to look at is Job chapter nine, verse 24. It says the earth is given into the hand of the wicked, the wicked, the earth is given into the hand of the wicked. So who's that? Whoever is controlling the earth right now, that's who the wicked is according to the Bible. He covereth the faces of the judges thereof. If not, where and who is he? So if it's not those that are in power today, who is he? Who's controlling the Vatican? Who's controlling the United States of America? Who's controlling Europe? Who's controlling the United Nations? According to the Bible, that is the wicked. Now let's check out this history real quick. In the next episode of Legacy of the Wicked, we're going to listen to the author General Smedley Butler say to hell with war. I am not a fool as to believe that war is a thing of the past. I know the people do not want war, but there is no use in saying we cannot be pushed into another war. Looking back, Woodrow Wilson was re-elected president in 1916 on a platform that he had kept us out of war and on the implied promise that he would keep us out of war. Yet five months later, he asked Congress to declare war on Germany. In that five-month interval, the people had not been asked whether they had changed their minds. The four million young men who put on uniforms and marched or sailed away were not asked whether they wanted to go forth to suffer and die. Then what caused our government to change its mind so suddenly? Money. An Allied commission, it may be recalled, came over shortly before the war declaration and called on the president. The president summoned a group of advisors. The head of the commission spoke. Stripped of its diplomatic language, this is what he told the president and his group. There is no use kidding ourselves any longer. The cause of the Allies is lost. We now owe you, American bankers, American munitions makers, American manufacturers, American speculators, American exporters, five or six billion dollars. If we lose, and without the help of the United States, we must lose, we, England, France, and Italy, cannot pay back this money. And Germany won't. So... Had secrecy been outlawed as far as war negotiations were concerned, and had the press been invited to be present at that conference, or had radio been available to broadcast the proceedings, America never would have entered the World War. But this conference, like all war discussions, was shrouded in utmost secrecy. When our boys were sent off to war, they were told it was a war to make the world safe for democracy, and a war to end all wars. Well, eighteen years after, the world has less of democracy than it had then. Besides, what business is it of ours, whether Russia or Germany or England or France or Italy or Austria live under democracies or monarchies, whether they are fascists or communists? Our problem is to preserve our own democracy. And very little, if anything, has been accomplished to assure us that the world war was really the war to end all wars. Yes, we have had disarmament conferences and limitations of arms conferences, they don't mean a thing. One has just failed. The results of another have been nullified. We send our professional soldiers and our sailors and our politicians and our diplomats to these conferences, and what happens? The professional soldiers and sailors don't want to disarm. No admiral wants to be without a ship. 
No general wants to be without a command. Both mean men without jobs. They are not for disarmament. They cannot be for limitations of arms. And at all these conferences, lurking in the background, but all-powerful, just the same, are the sinister agents of those who profit by war. They see to it that these conferences do not disarm, or seriously limit armaments. The chief aim of any power at any of these conferences has not been to achieve disarmament, to prevent war, but rather to get more armament for itself, and less for any potential foe. There is only one way to disarm with any semblance of practicability. That is for all nations to get together and scrap every ship, every gun, every rifle, every tank, every warplane. Even this, if it were possible, would not be enough. The next war, according to experts, will be fought not with battleships, not by artillery, not with rifles, and not with machine guns. It will be fought with deadly chemicals and gases. Secretly, each nation is studying and perfecting newer and ghastlier means of annihilating its foes wholesale. Yes, ships will continue to be built, for the shipbuilders must make their profits. And guns still will be manufactured, and powder and rifles will be made, for the munitions makers must make their huge profits. And the soldiers, of course, must wear uniforms, for the manufacturer must make war profits too. But victory or defeat will be determined by the skill and ingenuity of our scientists. If we put them to work making poison gas and more and more fiendish mechanical and explosive instruments of destruction, they will have no time for the constructive job of building greater prosperity for all peoples. By putting them to this useful job, we can all make more money out of peace than we can out of war, even the munitions makers. So I say, to hell with war! This is coming from a general of the United States of America. He's telling you that war is a racket. And this was back in World War I. So now I want to tell you something interesting. The interesting thing about it is they're not going to stop the wars. They're not going to stop at all. In fact, it's going to be the Most High himself, Christ and his angels, that's going to force them to stop the wars. Watch this. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 2. The prophet Isaiah, who is a black man, he's the son of Amos, he said something interesting concerning Judah and Jerusalem. He said this, And it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow into it. And many people shall say, Go and say, come ye and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us of his ways. And we will walk in his paths, for out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. And he shall judge among the nations and shall rebuke many people and they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any more. So we're reading out of the Bible that when the black Messiah hits the earth, these nations are going to be turned into 
workers. They're going to take their weapons. They're going to take their munitions. They're going to smash it up into plowshares. They're going to take their spears. They're going to take their weapons, their missiles, all of that. They're going to formulate it into pruning hooks. Not a nation on this earth is going to lift up a sword against another nation. They're not going to learn any war anymore. There's going to be peace on the earth because God, Christ, the angels, the Israelites, they are going to set this world in order. They're going to set this world in order. This is why it's important for you as a listener to understand your history, to understand that we are the Israelites the Bible speaks of, because there is a reward for the righteous. Watch this. Revelation chapter 2, verse 25. But that which he have already, hold fast till I come. And he that overcometh and keepeth my works unto the end, to him will I give power over the nations. And he shall rule them with a rod and eye of iron, as the vessels of the potter shall they be broken to shivers, even as I have received of my father. I will give him the morning star, and he that have an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. So guess what? Christ is going to judge these nations. He's going to rebuke all these people. They're going to beat their swords into plowshares. He's going to give leadership to the Israelites. And he that kills by the sword shall die by the sword. And he that led into captivity will go into captivity. This is why you have to study history and the Bible. This is another episode of Legacy of the Wicked. Tune in to the Forefront Radio for more episodes. Peace and love to the 12 tribes of Israel. Hey, my friend, you have just listened to The Forefront Radio. Please leave your comment and input about the show, what you like about the show, as well as any general feedback on ways to improve. We need your help to acquire new equipment to implement studio quality video and audio to our friends. Contribute as little as $4.99. It's only worth a cup of coffee. Then we can produce documentaries, more episodes, and great info for the diaspora. Go to Cash App and enter A-P-H-I-E-L-L-E-V-I to donate to the Forefront Radio to cover our advertising costs and reach more people. Catch our next episode on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, anchor.fm slash the forefront. Always remember, the truth shall liberate the mind. Peace to the heirs of promise and the heritage of the scattered 12 tribes.